Welcome to Understanding and Interpreting Your Dreams. I'm your host, Ben Atkinson, and I'm so thankful that you're taking this course. This course is going to be something I know that's really going to help you and bless you, but you've got to stay on the journey. You've got to keep going. You can't give up. When you do your part, God will bless you with his mercy and his grace, and he'll do his part. And so remember, it's important for us to jump in and understand, to learn to understand and to learn to interpret our dreams. That That's why part one is understanding your dreams. And the first section is where do dreams come from? So I really want to tackle this subject. And I'm going to tackle this subject by going through and looking at dreams in the Old Testament and dreams in the New Testament and explaining God's heart, a little bit about God's heart. Uh, So let's jump right in. Uh, But before we do, did you know that God's speaking in dreams? He's one of the things he's doing is he's actually showing himself. He's revealing himself. He's visiting people. In Muslim countries, he's coming as the man in white. Where There's reports of the underground church in many places across the world where he's coming and encouraging and strengthening people. But we need to pray in the West. We need to pray that God would visit people just like he's doing in other countries. We need to pray that he would visit people and turn their hearts. And we're going to get into uh, Job chapter 33 in a moment. We're going to talk about verse 15. We need to pray that God would come and speak. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict to what? To convict of sin and righteousness and judgment. We need to pray that there will be an increase of dreams. So let's start right there. Lord, we ask for you to come. We ask for you to visit people. We ask for you to meet people in dreams. We ask for your kingdom to come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have a loved one that's not saved, I want to encourage you to keep praying that God would speak in dreams. It's one of his favorite ways ways to move. So again, we're in part one, understanding your dreams. And in the first section here, where do dreams come from? We want to look at this from a biblical perspective. So it's important that I start off by saying this. Number one is, I don't think all dreams are from God. But we can learn something from the dreams. And and. And it's the same thing when you're learning to hear the voice of God. Not every time that you think you're hearing God is he actually speaking. But you can learn a lot as you process this and say, was that just my flesh? Was that my soul? Was that my mind, my will, my emotions? And you can begin to to understand as you process these things. It's the same way with dreams. And that's why we're going to jump in. And, and next is, but let me say this, God's in charge of it all. He's sovereign. He, there's no one like him. He can speak. He's outside of time. He can come right in and speak and give understanding in any and all situations. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas. He has established it upon the waters. Listen, he's in charge and he loves you. So let's jump right in. And I want to look at dreams in the Old Testament. We want to look at them in order. Uh, We want to look at the oldest book, not the first book. The oldest book is the book of Job. So we're going to look at three verses in Job, and then we're going to go into Genesis. So in Job 7.14, 
Job says this phrase, you scare me with dreams. You terrify me with visions. And what does that mean? We can understand that in Job's day, in the oldest recorded book of the Bible, we can see that God was already speaking through dreams and visions. This is his nature. In fact, in Job 20, verse 8, one of the friends comes and he says, God flies away like a dream. He's not going to be found. He'll be chased away like a vision in the night. And they're, they're trying to give advice to Job and they're they're then trying to enter into the dream language and understand that God speaks in some ways. And because they weren't really faithful with it, they were like, what? It's like it flies away. And what we want to be is faithful in a redeemed sort of way. See, in Daniel's day, the Chaldeans, they had books and books, they had classes. You had to go to dream classes. Daniel had to learn and study all these things. But God not only gave him the ability to, to hear me, this is a real important point. The Chaldeans had the understanding of dreams in a humanistic form, while God gave Daniel understanding. He gave him revelation of the hidden things. And that's really what this course is about. If I can, I'm going to give you a little preview. I'm not going to give you the line by line understanding of a dream encyclopedia because I actually don't agree with that. Don't beat me up because I know some of you are like, this means, this symbol means this, this symbol means that. And yes and no. And I'm not going to debunk it all right now, but I want to take you on a journey. We want to become like Daniel, someone whose heart is seeking revelation and understanding from God, the dream giver. We want to be seeking like Joseph we want to be seeking the one who actually brings the interpretations. And so it's important to understand Joseph's like, hey, the interpretations with God, I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy. And so it's important for us to seek after God and not just seek after a formula. Do you understand? We want to get close to God. I don't want to just give you kind of an encyclopedia answer. Do you know why? Because God can't be put in a box. He may speak that way, but he may not. And I'd rather teach you to get close to the Lord. Hope this makes sense. Job 33, verse 15. God, it's, he says, in uh, God speaks in a dream, in a vision of the light, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering in their beds. And it's important to know that in the midst of their, you know, bad opinions or bad advice that they were giving there actually was some good things that they were saying in fact in verse 16 this uh this particular friend says he god opens the ears of men to seal instructions what in order to turn men from his deeds to conceal pride from him to keep back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. So this person understood that God speaks in a way to correct men, to turn them, to get them away from the pit of, <laughs> to turn them back from the pit. Okay, next we want to look at Genesis chapter 20, uh, verse 3. It's really interesting. God comes to Abimelech, and here's this guy who kind of, he takes, um, <laughs> he takes <laughs> Abraham's wife, and he says, you know, all of a sudden, you know, of course, I don't want to get into all the details, but long story short is God speaks to him in a dream and he's like, you're a dead man because you woman you've taken is someone else's wife. 
and he's kind of freaked out. And in essence, he it ends up that he's blessed by Abraham because of God. But the Lord speaks to this non-believer and this Gentile non-believer in a dream and, and turns him and moves him away from darkness. And again, we want to see this happen in our government, our leaders all across the land. Genesis 28, 12. And he dreamed and behold, there was a ladder set on earth and its top reached to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending upon it. And we go person after person through the Bible. There's encounters with dreams. God speaks in so many different ways. In the Old Testament, the next, we have to go to Daniel chapter two. And But before we do, I want to actually leave Daniel chapter 2 at the end because I just believe it's more where God's taking us. So let me skip now to the New Testament. Oh my gosh, there's so many times that God speaks in the New Testament. He speaks to Joseph time and time again. He gives him dreams. He says, and he, and he explains to him about the Messiah. He explains to him about going to Egypt. And so it was, a, it was a way to speak that was clear and had understanding. And then we look in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. It says, it'll come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on your flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And it, next it goes on to say, upon my men servants and maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. So it's important to understand that God will pour out dreams. And I believe this is twofold. I believe this is that the Lord is pouring out an understanding of, number one, the dreams that he's already given Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So number one, this is turning our hearts back to the covenants in Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis chapter 15, the covenant that God made with Abraham. So I believe in context of this scripture, we always have to look in context, that, that, that in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit is being poured out, it's all being poured out in alignment with God's heart and God's covenant that he already made with the people of Israel. And he needs us to, number one, line up with that. And the second part of this prophecy, I believe, is God saying, I'm going to increase the amount of dreams that I give in the land. And what does that look like? Well, practically, again, I'm not here to give you, you know, here's the encyclopedia of dream interpretation. Some people love that. And you may use that and you may grow and get close to God and understand. That's great. My, that's not what I want to do. I want to create young men and women like Daniel that live a fasted lifestyle. That's why I wrote, wrote the book, How to Fast Safely and Successfully. I wrote that because I believe there's a Daniel generation that's arising. Young men and women that are living countercultural. They're living different from the world. And as they go deep in that fasted lifestyle and that set apart lifestyle, then the Lord breaks in with revelation like he gave in Daniel chapter 1. It says, Daniel had understanding in all dreams and visions. How did he get that? He got that from God. 
Joseph had the ability to understand and interpret. And I believe the Lord, when he's saying in Acts 2, 17, he's pouring out his spirit. He'll give dreams, he'll give visions, and inevitably the Holy Spirit then is going to come and help us interpret. So my job isn't so much to, to give you what I think things mean. Instead, I want to set you on a journey of going after the Lord. And it's so important to understand in uh, Daniel chapter 2, Verse 14, uh, there's just, we could go, I just want to go into this and says, verse 14, then the counsel and wisdom Daniel answers the captain who is going to kill the wise men. And he answers them and he says this, why is this so urgent? Because what was going to happen is the king was going to come in. He had a dream. The dream was really important, but he didn't remember it or he didn't tell them. We don't, we kind of don't know. There's a little bit of a mystery there. Either he didn't remember his dream or he wasn't going to tell them. And he said, you've got to go find the answer. What was my dream? So we know what Daniel does. He goes into his house in verse 17. He tells his buddies that he came from Israel with. He says, you guys are going to be the prayer team. Seek mercy from the God of heaven, verse 18. And, and, this, and then I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. Now, how do you go to sleep when you're about to get killed the next day? I don't know. But his prayer team prevailed. There was breakthrough. I don't know what they were praying. I want to be on that prayer team. And then it says in verse 19, the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And he said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and he raises them up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Daniel was poor in spirit. He understood everything he would be, could be, and should be was because of the Lord. He was fully dependent on the Lord. He was humble. He was meek. It says in verse 22, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is hidden in the darkness and light dwells with him. And then he thanks and praises God. So there we are. We have a bunch of, of, of I just go through a few examples. I think they're really important examples. And this is, is, is setting us up for the next part of understanding your dreams, where we're going to go through the different types of dreams. <laughs>